In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning, dear children of God, and welcome to Thursday of the 13th week in ordinary time of the church this year. Today being the sixth day of July, 2023. Together, let us invoke the gift of the Holy Spirit to dwell in us. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Holy Ghost, come. Oh, come, oh, come. Holy Ghost, come. Oh, come, oh, come, come, come. Beloved children of God, the title of my homily today is Take heart, your sins are forgiven. Take heart, your sins are forgiven. The first reading today is taken from the book of Genesis chapter 22 from verse 1 to verse 19. And the gospel reading is taken from the gospel according to Matthew chapter 9 from verse 1 to verse 8. Now in the first reading today, we see the story of Abraham, God testing the faith of Abraham by asking that Abraham had his only son Isaac sacrificed to him in the burnt offering. Abraham obliged out of faith. He knew that he was already at age 100. He knew that Isaac was meant to be the heir to succeed him the one through whom God was to fulfill the promise he has made to make of him a great nation. He knew, too, that there is little or no chances at all that he will ever become a father again after sacrificing Isaac. But beyond all this, his faith tells him that the God of the sacrifice, the God who has demanded of him to make such an such a great sacrifice would also make provision for the sacrifice, whether in his son Isaac or in some other thing. And when God saw that Abraham did not restrain himself from offering his only son Isaac, he came and indeed made a provision alternative provision for the sacrifice. And so Isaac was spared and the ram was killed in his place. But what is outstanding here is the faith Abraham demonstrated in God. And as a result of this faith, God made even a greater commitment to Abraham. He said to Abraham, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only begotten son, I will indeed bless you, and I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sun which is on the seashore, and your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies, and by your descendants shall all the nations of the earth bless themselves because you have obeyed my voice. Dear children of God, This level of faith, this level of generosity came with greater rewards. 
Do you have faith in God? When you make sacrifices to God, do you give little out of the excess you have? Or is it truly a sacrifice given what will bring you some level of discomfort and pain and inconvenience you? The price, the quantity do not matter so much as the quality of the heart from which their sacrifice is coming. Do you have the faith that every single sacrifice you make for the sake of God in the life of others and in the church and in the society, God definitely rewards. Are the sacrifices you make expressions of your faith or they are done in anticipation of God's blessings or human approval and appreciation? Dear child of God, your generosity, like the Bible says, arms giving capsules out innumerable sins. Our generosity clears the way for us, sets us free from the bondage and the yoke of sin. And there cannot be genuine generosity without faith. Faith is at the base of it all. Faith is at the base of our relationship with God. Faith is at the base of our Christian calling. And that is why the Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. This is a faith that is not just a passive but active. Faith that is imbued with human actions. Abraham offered his son. That is when God recognized him at the peak of the expression of his faith. In the gospel reading today, we see the manifestation of faith again in the life of the friends, those who carry the paralytic to Christ. This man is paralyzed, but his friends, his relatives, recognize in Christ the power of God that could heal, that could forgive sins, and they brought him to Christ. And Jesus will say, your sins are forgiven you. Your sins are forgiven you because the Bible says the wages of sin is death. And so in sin, we become sick. Spiritually. And beyond the spiritual sickness, our sin has the power of affecting even our physiological being, our physical being, our mental state, our social state, our um, emotional and psychological state. Because when we sin, we separate ourselves from God because we pledge our loyalty to the devil by sin. And when separated from God, the source of life and all that is good, we become literally sick. We begin to die. By sin also, we offend our own very selves and we become enemy unto ourselves. For sin is against our nature. Sin is like a virus that comes to attack our being. By our sin also, we offend our fellow human beings. It has everything, it has a social dimension, it has a personal dimension, it has a psychological and emotional dimension. Beyond offending the society, also we offend the church, which is the body of Christ. For every sin does injury to the body of Christ, the church. And that is why the sacrament of confessions, we are reconciled firstly to ourselves, we are reconciled with God, and we are reconciled with the church, the body of Christ. And so Jesus recognizing this, he says to the paralyzed, your sins are forgiven you. Take heart, my son. 
Take out my son. Yes, God speaks these words of consolation, these words of hope and assurance, and these words of healing to every one of us every day. If only we have faith in him, we will receive this forgiveness and mercy. And this is the beginning of our healing. The Jewish religious authorities could not understand this and they begin to question who was Jesus that he could forgive sin. Who is Jesus that he could forgive sin? They consider him to be a blasphemer. But Jesus will say to them that that is even greater than saying you are healed. Stand up and walk. Dear children of God, we are sent into the world as healers. But we cannot be healers of the human society unless we ourselves are healed. Healed first of all from our sins and our bodily impediments and impairments. But these can only happen where there is faith. Just like the paralytic, this Isaac, the son of Abraham, was good as dead. The paralytic, you could consider him as dead because a dead person is one who depends on others for everything. The paralytic depended on others. And these significant wonders in his life manifested the faith that brought about his healing. Abraham manifested the faith that brought about the restoration of his son Isaac. Beloved child of God, how much faith are you able to show and demonstrate in your own life and in the life of others that are there to you? We live in a society where we express our love, our compassion, and our care for others, a concern for others, by suggesting to them ways that will, that the ways of solving their problems most often, which would even lead them away from God into sin, ending up creating more problems than the one we are having them to solve. Let us express our faith in God. Let us believe in God that is able to forgive and is able to heal. He's able to guide. He's able to direct. He's able to provide. He's able to protect. He's able to bless. He's able to answer our prayers. And so let us hold on to Him in faith and in righteousness. Let our faith be made manifest through our righteous ways of life. In God, we continue to bless us through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be assured of my prayers and my blessings always. Do have a great day ahead.